This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. We have a special treat this morning. We have in our weekend of healing, um, our director of our healing ministry, Joanne Rook, is going to minister to us. And uh, she's a fabulous teacher, has a heart, servant's heart. Always uh, just very submitted to authority, just uh, loves to serve, has a heart to help people, uh, has seen many great miracles and people healed, and uh, seen five people healed of dementia in nursing homes. That's one of those you don't hear a lot about. Uh, yesterday, we had a, a great time. I'll just share one real quick one because this is a friend of Ellen and I's that from uh, years ago, she had saw that we were having the weekend of healing and she lives uh, in Arkansas a couple hours away and she decided she was going to come and uh, she had three uh, ruptured discs uh, uh, in the lower back, one in the neck and curvature of the spine. And the doctors, they've been giving her uh, pain shots in the neck and the back uh, until they stopped working. Surgery was out of the questions. The doctor says nothing they could do for her surgery-wise. And uh, so she drove and, and came and uh, just, she left at, at 2 o'clock. She talked to Ellen and I afterwards. And she stood most of the time because she... So why are you standing? Because I can. Because I can. Totally pain-free. Had been that way. Constant pain for five years. Our God's a healing God. He wants us healed. And He is interested in our health. And we've, we've had so many great reports uh, I want you to greet Joanne as she comes and ministers the word. Be listening and receiving. Because some people received while the word was going forth yesterday. Even. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, honey. Well, good morning. Did you come to hear and be healed this morning? Well, I've come to minister the Word of God, and I want to tell you that God wants you healed. He doesn't, you know, we think, oh, if it's something big, okay, but if it's something little, I can live with it. But that's not God's way. God came that you have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus paid for it at the cross, and we bring honor to Him every time we enter in and receive what He has purchased for us. That's how we bring honor to Him. Well, before I start this morning, I just want to recognize some people. I, I want to thank those that work behind the scenes tirelessly, those that are out in the foyer, and that all the AV folks, and everybody that contributes, you know, those that clean the church, those that do secretarial things, those that are behind the scenes that you never see, but without them... We don't get to do, we don't get to come, we don't come to an air-conditioned building and get to enjoy a service with all of those going on. And so would you just take a moment and just thank them. I'm so appreciative, so appreciative. And you know, God knows what you do. 
even if you think it's little, if you're doing what God told you to do, listen, you got rewards. God is a good God and he always rewards. And of course, there are those that are nearer and dearer to my heart. So if you're part of the healing team, would you stand, please? These folks commit tirelessly. They come, they do training, they do teaching, they come to every service that we have. And I just appreciate you. I just want to let you know that I love you and I appreciate every sacrifice that you've made and everything that you have done to help bring healing to this body. So much. Thank you. And you can't see one not standing back there because he's in the AV, but David, thank you. Very faithful to come. And Barbara's right. She has a wonderful husband. He's such a jewel. Greatly appreciate it. Okay. There are prayer cloths if anybody needs a prayer cloth today. So, and if you know the, um, in Acts, it talks about uh, Paul. He gave people, by, by laying on of hands, let me say it this way, the laying on of hands, that anointing is transferred in the cloth. So if you have something that's not right in your body or you have a friend or you have a spouse that doesn't necessarily agree like you agree, just take one and put it in the pillow. They'll never know, but the anointing works. It does not wash out. That was one of the questions I had years ago. What happens if I wash it? The anointing does not wash out. Just do whatever you do, do it in faith. So if you need one, they will be up here. They've already been prayed and anointed, so they are good to go. All right, well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We have come to hear and to be healed, and we're not going the same way we came in. Father, we're asking for every big thing and every little thing to be taken care of. We thank you for your spirit that's present here today. And we don't have to wait for somebody to lay hands on us. We can receive it right now. Oh, we thank you for that. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Now, Father, I thank you for your glory. We want to see your glory. We want to see signs and wonders, miracles, manifestation and demonstrations in this house today. We thank you for everything you've already done that we've seen and everything you're doing and everything you're going to do this, this evening, Father. And as we go, sometimes it's progression. We know, Father, we might receive a little bit and we exercise our faith and we get more and we get more and we see more and we're grateful father we thank you whether it's instant or progressive we thank you for it in jesus name amen so let's start with this i had a um i had i was flipping through some channels and i listened to this pastor and i had never heard him before thought he was kind of interesting and he was talking about some things and he started thinking about how old he was and he was getting up to 60 and it was a problem in his mind. And he'd enjoyed a lot of years of health. He's had some healings along the way. And he's going out to the barn. He lives on this big ranch, I guess. And he's tending to whatever he's tending to. And he's, you know, he's got his boots on. And he's walking out there. And he's thinking about how old he's getting and what's going to happen. And he said, all of a sudden, my feet start to hurt. And I'm telling you, they hurt. And I thought, oh, man, I know God heals. Well, God, he has this conversation going back and forth with God, and, and he's talking about his feet. And he said, well, God, how come you're not healing my feet? What's going on? I believe you. And, and so then he starts thinking about how old he gets and, and is, you know, this is going to be the thing. This is the first of many things. And what is he going to do? And he's, he's almost to the barn, and he's noticing as he walks, it's just getting worse. He doesn't know what's going on. He said, now, God, he said, why won't you heal me? And God said, well, I can't. 
And he said, and just why not? He said, look at your feet. He said, sure enough, I looked at my feet and my boots were on wrong. <laughs> how many times, how many times do we do goofy things? And we go through the whole gambit of what, you know, we, we take these things that the enemy says belongs to us. And, you know, the enemy is a liar and he's a loser. The only thing that he has against you is deception and deception and deception. And the longer you think about something and you take what he says and never counteract it with the word, you're going to start going along that path and whatever God says belongs to you, somebody will easily talk you out of. How many times have you heard, well, God doesn't want everybody healed? Well, what's his standard for picking and choosing? Can I get it and you can't? Or can you get it and I can't? What is the standard? Well, the word's the standard, isn't it? Can you show me anywhere where somebody came to Jesus and Jesus said, um, I don't think so, not today. Wait, wait a couple days. You've been kind of bad. We better see what you, when, you, when you straighten up a little bit, you'll get something. Do you, did you, have anybody ever seen that in the Bible? It's not there, is it? What did Jesus do? Jesus went about teaching, preaching, and healing, and healing. There's a three-fold cord here. In his own hometown, it says he could not, not that he would not, but he could not do many mighty miracles, except he laid his hands on a few folks. Minor things were done. Why? Because of their unbelief. That faith is the connector to God. I want to do a couple of illustrations this morning. I want you to use your imagination with me. Will you do that? If I had a plug, let's, we're going to have to assume there's a big plug on the wall over there, okay? Two little outlets. You know what they look like, right? All right. So you have a radio that you want to play. And so if you stand around with that radio, no power to it, what are you going to get? Absolutely nothing. But if you plug it into that outlet, what happens? It hooks up to the power source. Are you the power source? Is the radio the power source? The power source is in that outlet, right? And behind that outlet is the power company that provides the source. It's a conduit that goes through. And as that power goes through and comes to this radio, it brings life to the radio, doesn't it? Now, turn the radio on. If you're between dials, if you're between frequencies, what do you get? Static. You get annoying static. That's what the enemy brings. You can be on the channel and just off just a little bit, and you have annoying static. Anything, if you're not tuned in to what God says, everything else doesn't matter. If you want healing, you have to do it God's way to get it. God's merciful. He wants area to be healed. He withholds no good thing from anybody. If you get that in your thinking and you understand that God's a good God, that everything was paid for at the cross. There was not one thing not paid for at the cross. And if you want to know a list of things that was paid for, go to Deuteronomy 28 and read all the blessings and go back and read all the curses. 
And then anything, knee pain. Anybody got knee pain today? Knee pain's under the curse. You have been redeemed, Galatians 3 says. You've been redeemed from the curse of knee pain. You got headaches today? You've been redeemed from the curse of headaches. You know, you have heart trouble today? It's all under the curse. Go read it. Are you poor today? Do you have lack in your life in any area? It's all under the curse. Now, let me take you back to the beginning. In the beginning was the Word, right? And so those seven days, God created the heavens and the earth, and every day he said it was good, didn't he? Every day he said it was good. Anybody show me in the scriptures where he said he created sickness and disease? No. Sickness and disease came in because of the fall of man. So after Adam disobeyed God, the curse came in. Now Jesus, now remember at the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, no man takes my life. I lay it down. Didn't he say that? And but you know, before that, he's looking and talking to God. He said, if it's possible... Could you let this pass from me? Could we do it another way? Is there another way possible? And yet, he said, not my will, but your will. And I want you to think about that when you're thinking about healing. We have the way that we think is right. We think we know. And after so many years when you've experienced something, sometimes experience says, well, you know this is what you experienced, so this is the way it has to be. But if you will take that aside... And look at what the word of God says. It belongs to you and take it. That word in, in Mark eleven twenty three and 24, it says receive means to actually take it. You take it by force. It's an active thing that you do. All right, I want to do a little demonstration. Can I have three volunteers? Don't be too quick now. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, so I need the tallest in the front. Okay. All right, would you stand right here? Yes, face that way. And uh, yeah, you stand there because you're the problem child. Okay. Now I want you to look. And what we have up here is we have a spirit. Then we have a soul, which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And we have in our suit, a body. You know, when somebody comes and visits your house, do they talk to your house or do they talk to you? They, they talk to you. God, God created. It says, let us create man. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It said, let's create man in our image. We are created speaking spirits, the Bible says. Speaking spirits. Do you know we're the only species that has the ability to speak? And when you speak, you put something in motion that cannot be pulled back unless you stop it. You, per, you, let it. you send it with your words and you stop it. Now, when God said, let there be light, light be, right? Has he ever said, stop? That means light continues. It's continuing. Don't you know that they're finding new galaxies out there? Well, duh. What do you think? God said, let there be light. New things. It's wonderful. So I'm going to have the spirit just speak. I just kind of, can you see her? We're going to go this way. This is the spirit. Now, 
God created us a speaking spirit. We look exactly like God. You know, where the Bible says we look like God, and you ever think, well, I don't look the same. What, I mean, what's, you know, what, what's the deal? Well, we were created a speaking spirit, and the spirit is inside of the earth suit. Then we have this soul. This is the problem child. <laughs> this soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. It's your personality of things. And the soul, this is born again. The spirit is born again when we accept Jesus. The Bible says you work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. That does not mean the spirit because the spirit's brand new. Look at... Um, Let's look at 2 Corinthians 5.17 so we can, we can have scripture to back up what I'm saying. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, right? Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, did your hair turn colors? Did you change on the outside? No, because your earth suit's dead, folks. Just hello. It's dead. You know, people that say, oh, they'll be healed when they get to heaven. Their body is not going to heaven. We get a new body. Hello, don't you want one? I do. This body goes to the grave. You, the real you, the spirit departs. You just kind of step out from the body and you go onward. Picture a suit. You got a suit coat on. As long as you're in the suit is on you, there's life. But take the suit off and walk away and, well, that suit is not moving. What's the problem? It's because the life is gone. So the life is in the spirit. Yeah. All right? So the mind, will, and emotions, we're going to come back and spend a little time on that. And then the earth suit, the earth suit, the body, comes in all different shapes and sizes. That body, I don't know what the problem with it is sometimes because it wants to do some stuff. And I want you to guys to turn this way now, if you would. Just turn to your right. Just turn to your right. Line up behind him. Let's line up behind him. Okay. So what happens is the soulish realm starts talking and says, uh, the body, well, the always talking. The body says, I don't feel good today. And the soul says, you know what? I think we ought to stay home. Let's not do anything. Let's veg out. Let's get some pizza. Let's not do anything. And then the body says, I don't really feel good. Oh, you poor thing. Well, let's go to bed for a little while. We don't want to do nothing. I don't want to do that. And so the soul says, oh, you don't have to do that. So then all of a sudden, here comes the Spirit of God, born again, recreated. Let me tell you something. If you've never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior... If you depart this world today, you're going to spend eternity somewhere. And you're going to spend eternity in hell. You decide in this lifetime if you're going to spend eternity in heaven or eternity in hell by accepting or rejecting Jesus. It's that simple. It is that simple. But this spirit man, if he is not born again, created a new creature... He will spend eternity in misery. Isn't that, isn't that an awful thought? Do you even want your enemy to go to hell? I don't. It just puts a whole different light on stuff. So this spirit man who is born again, 
and has the word of God residing. The word of God, it's spirit, it's truth, it's life. It's, it's life, light, and it's healing, and it's health. All of a sudden, it starts to, let go of the body, please. It starts to talk to the soul. And it says, soul, we're supposed to be doing some stuff here. We need to renew our mind. Let's look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. It says, to be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, I want you to see something here. Body, will you step up because the soul is not misbehaving here. I'm encouraging him. <laughs> so the spirit tells the soul it's time to renew our mind to the things of God. You either, you know, look at that scripture. You either conform or you transform. You don't stay the same. You know, if you're ever in a canoe or a boat and you're in the middle of a river with a strong current, if you've got your oars in the water, you're going wherever that current wants you to go. I think about that sometimes when I want to go down in the pit, you know. It's like, oh, it's not going well. You know, I'm in the, so God shows me the picture of the boat and my oars are in the water. Sometimes I'll take the paddle out and I'll just kind of move it a little bit. But you know what? I'm still going where somebody else wants me to go instead of where God wants to go. It is effort on your part to get in line with the word of God, believe the word of God. But when it's engrafted inside of you, you will open your mouth and you will speak. You ever want to see what's really inside of you? You know, take a ketchup bottle, squeeze a ketchup bottle, what comes out? Because of the pressure you put on it. You ever want to see what's really inside of you, what you really truly believe? Get into a hard spot. And what squeezes out of there is what you have in abundance. If you want the things of God, you know, in a, in a, in a terrible situation where you have split-second thinking, your mind actually stops. It gives up on you, and what's ever in your spirit takes over. That's why you will hear where there's tragedies, what they come out of their mouth, and they will, they will curse God, and sometimes they will bless God, all dependent about what's inside of them. So this spirit man starts talking to the soul. And the soul, if you can think of the soul as a filter, think of your air conditioning filter. When it's dirty, how much air gets through? Very little, very little. If it's really dirty, nothing gets through. Well, this filter will filter, and it, whoever, it, whoever the soul agrees with is the way it's going to go. So if God is telling you to do something, and you say, no, not now, I want to do this. Two against three win. Do you get that? Your soulish area is going to determine whether you're going to go, oh, I don't feel good today. I don't know if this is really for me. You know I knew so-and-so and they never got it. But here comes the Spirit and the Spirit says, listen now, the Word of God says you are healed. You're going to choose healing. Eventually what happens is when your renewed mind, what happens is this gets hooked up to this and that body gets healed. Now, in the perfect world, I want you to see how it should actually go. About face, everybody. About face, Michael. <laughs> Other way. <laughs> About face. Oh, we're going Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Spirit. Spirit is leading hooked up to God. Remember, when you're born again, you're sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. 
This does not sin. There's no sin in your spirit. That's the problem. But that is not, that does not rule, nor does that, well, let me take that back. That can rule, but it should not. The spirit should rule. The body should never have a voice. My body does not get to vote. Does not get to vote. That's the bottom line. And when it's trying to, I tell it no. You're not, you don't get a vote. I don't care if you don't want to get up. I don't care if you don't want to work. You are working today. You are going to do this. Jesus paid for it. And so as you get the word of God in you so big, I'm telling you that it pushes sickness and disease out of your body. And then as you go, it leads your soul. Come on. Well, you guys are not hooked up. Come on now. Hook up. Hook up. It leads the soul and it leads the body. And the body will conform and healing will manifest. Thank you all. Okay, I'm losing my little mic here. Let's go ahead and conclude with this. Know that it's God's word for you to be healed. If you don't know that you know that you know that, you can't have mental assent. Mental assent only takes you to willpower. How many have ever had an issue where willpower just didn't hold out, it wasn't enough? You know, I'm, I'm convinced the older you get, even if you had really, really, really strong willpower, somewhere along the line, it's going to let you down. Somehow, some another. But you know, when you're hooked up with the spirit man, it goes far beyond willpower. But it does take a decision. It takes a quality decision to go after the things of God. What's a quality decision? It's a decision from which there's no more argument. This is what we're going to do. Spirit, soul, and body. This is what we're going to do. But there's no retreat. And do you know that we have an enemy? Does anybody know that? What's his job? Steal, kill, and destroy. Sickness and disease? Is that part of stealing, killing, and destroying? Or coming that you have life and have it abundantly? How can you fight an enemy if you don't think he's your enemy? God gave me this to teach me something. Well, the scripture says, Holy Spirit's my teacher. Why would I want the enemy to teach me anything? Because all he has is deception, which is against God. So when you, start, when you start getting beyond the surface, it takes getting into the Word of God in order to get beyond the surface. What you know up here, if you don't sink it in here, how do you do that? Keep it before your eyes. Keep it before your ears. Put it in your heart. Speak it. Well, I can see you're not healed. Well, keep looking because it's changing. What do you care if it takes a day or a year or 10 years? The word of God is still true. And if you will not give up, cave in, and quit, the Bible says you will reap. So can you get a little tenacity this morning and say, it's mine, it belongs to me? We did a demonstration yesterday that I just enjoyed so much. And we had Pastor Bob, who was a benevolent employer. And he had these whole laundry list of um, benefits that he gave his employees. And we had an employee come up 
Miss Juanita, she was so sweet to do this. And, um, and she tried to access one of her benefits, and I blocked it. And she was just really kind, and she said, oh, she wanted to have three weeks vacation. I told her no. But now it was in her benefit package. She could have that time. It was, it was given to her. It was provided, paid for. She didn't have to do anything except enter in and request it. And I told her no. She said, well, why not? And I said, well, it's just too busy of a time. You just can't do it. She asked me again. And so we went around and around. And, and she said, well, not well, because I said so. Now, the thing that I wish I would have just spent a little bit more time on, that blockage is the enemy at work. You can't have it because you're too old. You know, you're getting on up there in age now. You know, well, I heard of this guy, 99 years old. Complete overhaul. He got one about two weeks ago. 99 years old. Glory to God. Well, what's 99 when you're supposed to live to 120? Sound of I and sound. Well, why would I want to live to 120? You got things inside of you that God wants to get so somebody else can come in the kingdom so they can be healed, they can be free, that we can be the church. We need to be the church. But who wants to come with a bunch of old sickly folk? You know, it's like that person that has not a dime to their name. Their house is a mess, their car is a mess, they don't take care of anything, and they want to tell you what the Bible says about prosperity. But they're not doing it. Do you want to hurry up and come and join what they're doing? I don't. I like to go where the Word of God is working and people are prospering and doing. Now, are you going to have trials and tribulations? You certainly are. It rains on the just and the unjust. Who are, who are we to think we're going to get out of it? But do you know what? Everybody, every, I have a quote. Let me see if I can find this quote because it's really good. Because it talks about every person being tried. Every person being tried. And what comes out depends on you. Because, you know, without the trials and without the tribulations, you can't grow. You can't. When, when do you, when are, when you're pressured is what you see, what you're made out of. Are you going to give in, cave up and quit? Or are you going to rise up and do? Well, how does that pertain to healing? When the symptoms come, what's the first thing you do? Consult the Word of God. What does God say about it? Does your view line up with God's view? If your view doesn't line up with God's view, change the way you think. Well, I don't know how to do that. You just keep telling yourself, God said, I believe. God said he sent his word and healed me and delivered me from all my destruction. If you know one scripture, get it in there, morning, noon, and night. How many times do some people take medicine a day? When you get your medicine and it's in your little hand, don't just pop it in your mouth. God created medicine. Praise God. Talk to it. Now listen, I'm talking to you, medicine. You're going to do good and only good and no side effects. I refuse any side effects from you. And by the way, I'm not going to have to take you very much longer. Now listen, you'd be led of the Lord. You'd be led of the Lord where things like that are concerned. If he tells you to stop, you stop. If not, you just keep taking it in faith. Because there's coming a day where you won't have to take it anymore if you'll stand on the word of God. 
So you have to know that it's God's will to heal you. Get that word in yourself. Make a quality decision to stand. Recognize that sickness and disease is not your friend. It's an enemy. And you fight it with every part of your being. I don't care if you have to crawl out of bed in the morning. If you, that's all you can do, then do it. Don't allow the enemy to tell you. I, always, I tell friends this because it's so, it's so easy to do. And I had, um, recently I had a friend who's going through some very tumultuous stuff. And they told her she couldn't, 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 couldn't. All the couldn't she couldn't do. I know she's got the word of faith in her. And so I said, okay. I said, get to the line that they said you couldn't do it. And I said, I want you to put your foot there. And he said, I want you to wiggle your toe over the line. Do something. A little something. Doesn't have to be big because the devil says, no, you can't. You can't step over that line. So you get a toe over the line. Guess what? The line just moved. And you just keep doing that until you can take bigger steps and bigger steps. And the Lord will lead you of what those things are. Your faith will hook you up to the power. God heals us because he loves us. It's a price already paid for. Realize that healing begins on the inside. We want instant, don't we? We want microwave healing. And we don't want to change anything about us. We just want, come on, God, poof it on me. Well, I believe in signs and wonders, manifestations, demonstrations, creative miracles. We've seen them all. But we haven't seen nearly what God has for us. You know, he told somebody that he has this, and he told many somebodies that he has this storehouse of parts. You need a new hip, it's not a problem for God today. Whatever you need. You need new kidneys, you need a new liver. doesn't matter to God. God created you. How big of a thing is that? to give you. I have a friend who got a brand new heart. She wasn't even, she didn't know nothing about healing. She was in a service one day and the preacher was preaching. He said, well, somebody just got a new heart. And she thought, oh my God, that's me. That's me. She got a new heart. It is just phenomenal, the mercy and grace that God gives us. He doesn't withhold it. You cannot be so good you get it. You cannot be so bad you can't get it. It's his mercy. It's his grace. He's disposed to show favor. He wants you healed. There's a plan and purpose for your life that he has ordained. Do you want the fullness of it? I want the fullness. I don't want to miss anything. And I'm so grateful because I'm sure everybody's missed something. I know I have. But God doesn't take God very much to get us back on course and tend to make up. He said that he would return the years the locust is eaten. Glory to God. I like that. So, now, realize that healing begins inside and establish a point of contact. You know what? We lay hands on you. All it is is a point of contact. And you know, I tell the healing team all the time, when you get ready to pray for somebody, listen to what God is saying. You don't pray from up here because you don't have anything up here that is going to help that person you're praying for. So when you get ready and you're prepared... If you're talking to that person, talk to them. Don't touch that person. Don't do anything until you're ready to release your faith. When you're ready to release your faith, that's the point of contact. Now, from the other side, when you're really ready to receive, then I always say, listen, I get it when I pray. I get it at the amen. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for, 
the evidence of not things. He said, when you pray, believe that you receive. So I would say, I get it at the amen. If somebody is praying for me, I get it when they touch me. And all the oil is just a point of contact for you to release your faith. Well, I don't know how to release my faith. Hey, I just release my faith to you, Lord. I just, you know, we learn. God meets us exactly where we're at. Don't wait for somebody or someday to release your faith. Release it right now. I just release my faith to you, Lord. Whatever you have, I release it. You know what you need, but God knows what you need more than that. Just come to him. Ask him. He's faithful. Shut the door on defeat. Now, this is a big one. People get in the pit, and they want you to come down and spend some time with them. They don't want you. And have you ever been anybody that you tried to help, and they're in the pit? And they're not getting out. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you say. I'm in the pit. I'm going to tell you 500 times what's wrong. But never anything, they won't speak anything that will give them victory in their life. It's no fun in the pit. I tell people, I'll come down there and I'll drag you out. I'll push you out. I'll pull you out. I'll rope you out, whatever it takes. But I'll be in there long enough to get you out. I'm not staying in there, and I'm certainly not climbing in there myself. But you have to recognize the pit is the enemy. Oppression, depression, I just can't. You don't know where I came from. You don't know how bad it is. Well, I don't have to know. If it's too much for Jesus, we are all in trouble. He paid for it all. It's not a hard thing. Trusting is the thing you have to do. You have to turn it over and trust him. So shut the door on defeat. Draw your line. I am not moving from here. I am going forward. Do not allow your eyes and your ears, your feeling, your body to tell you if you've been healed. That is in Satan's realm. If he can convince you you're healed by what you feel, then he can convince you that you're not by what you feel. Now, here's the point. Let's say somebody prays for you today and you get free. And all of a sudden, you're going home and all of a sudden the pain hits you. Your first response should never be, oh, I didn't, think, I didn't think I got it then. I must not have got it. What that is, is when you get set free, you are free. But the enemy, he has a job, right? What does he come to do? The only thing he has left, the only thing, is to convince you you didn't get it. So you can either agree with him by your words or you can choose to agree with God. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but there's a pain. So the body doesn't get to vote. It's the enemy trying to convince you you didn't get what God already has for you. So just resist. If you can't say anything, bite your tongue. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. Hey, bite your tongue until you can say what God says. God says, I have it. Amen. If you can't say anything else, whatever you need to do to retrain, remember, retrain that soulish area. Be, be ye, be ye, that's a constant state of doing, all right? Place yourself in an environment of faith. Don't go tell a friend that doesn't believe in healing that you don't have to use your crutches anymore. This one gentleman in a wheelchair for quite a number of years went to a healing meeting. And um, he got up and walked. He was delivered. Three or four days later, 
a member, a high-ranking member of the church came and visited him. And he said, oh, you're not healed. That's of the devil. The man, within a couple of days, got back in the wheelchair. He never walked the rest of his life. That is a sad thing. It's a very sad thing. Okay, so we have to, you got to put yourself where people that don't, you know, the Bible says don't put your pearls before swine. You have to put yourself where other people will encourage you and tell you you're healed. Yes, the word says this, you know, and you, if you, friends don't let friends dump. I don't know how to say that. If you're going to call somebody and tell them all the bad news and tell them all the bad news, that's not a friend. You're dumping, you're bringing somebody else down. You should have a pact to encourage one another. Say what you need to say. Move on and then say what God says about the situation. Testify. Tell immediately. Tell what God has done for you. I'm going to take one more minute. May I? Um, just, um, just over the last couple of weeks, um, EMIC had Healing on the Mountains. If you haven't seen any of those, I encourage you to go back and watch those. But there's a lady that came up 80 80, 80 different diseases. She's in a wheelchair. She could not do anything for herself. Her hands were deformed. Her body did not work. They had to physically take her from the car, lift her up. Her husband did and put her in the chair. That night, she was listening online. She was too tired, too weak to come. She had been in the hospital a few days later and almost lost her life. And um, she said, uh, she's just believing God. She used to play. She's a pianist. And she would play in the healing meetings for years. And I, if I remember my, the, the time span right, it's either 8 or 12 years since she's ever played the piano. She couldn't. Her fingers were too. So she is online, and all of a sudden, she receives. And all of a sudden, her fingers start to undo. And she said, I have got to get to that meeting. Now, mind you, that meeting had already been in progress a couple hours. She shows up towards the tail end of that meeting, and she's testifying of what God had already done. Now, if you looked at her, you would think, oh, well, what did he do? Because <laughs> she's still in the wheelchair. Her hands were still not right. And the next thing you know, she's standing up, and she's like this. And then pretty soon, she's not shaking anymore, and she's like this. And then she starts to walk. It's not a straight gait. It's not, you know, perfect. You know, we think instant. We think it ought to be done. You haven't used your muscles in a lot of years. Praise God that you can even stand up and your weight will hold you. Those muscles have been lazy because they haven't been required to do anything. So pretty soon she's walking. The next thing, she's running. Then all pain is gone out of her entire body. Her fingers... Not quite completely straight yet. The next thing, she is up playing the piano with the praise and worship group. You know, I just, that is, and that's only one of many. There's a person with Parkinson's a couple weeks ago. You saw them come. You saw all the side effects. You saw the blankness. Within three to five minutes, you saw clarity of mind. It is not a hard thing for God. I said this yesterday. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to keep saying it because we're going to see instantaneous Alzheimer, dementia, Lewy body, Parkinson's. It is going to scream in terror as it sets the captives free. And we as a body, you know how many people 
are affected by that. We as a body, as we get the word of God in us so big and healing so big, we will not allow sickness and disease to stay in our body. And people that come around us are going to know something without us even speaking. And they're going to come here in droves because out there they don't have what we have in here and what we know we have. Glory to God. I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you. Thank you. Wasn't that good? God is so good. I'm going to uh, read to you just real quick. We had people uh, fill out testimony sheets. This is from last year, but I'm just going to skip through. It's a lot of them, but um, right foot healed, back healed, neck healed, arm healed, healed of constant pain and digestion system for five years, healed in neck and arm pain, pain in back, Painful hip healed, painful hips and legs healed, shoulder healed, shoulder pain healed, painful right shoulder from injury, knee healed, leg shorter than the other grew, pain in right shoulder, healed of stage four bone cancer, out of a wheelchair after seven years, painful right foot healed, and it just goes on and on. Lumps disappeared, back pain healed, and this is... All because we as a church body believe the Word of God. We believe. And I believe today, right now, God's healing power is here. But before we, we have prayer, the healing team and the prayer partners come up, let's bow our heads for just a moment. Because the most important thing that you can do is accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And let's make sure you got that right. Joanne talked about being a new creation accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior. So if that's you this morning, not going to take long, just everyone head bowed, lift your hand and say, that's me. I want Jesus today. And we're going to pray. I say, yes, anyone else? Yes, thank you, Lord. There's another one. Okay. Anyone else say, I want Jesus? Got two. We're going to pray together. And when we have the prayer people come down, you two come down. And, and tell them what you did and let them pray with you. Amen. Let's pray together. Say, dear God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for loving me, saving me, going to the cross, dying for my sins. I accept you as Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. I'll follow you all the days of my life. Empower me. To live for you. Fill me with your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said, Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662 890 1573 or toll free at 866 383 8277.